Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What up? It's Golden Spaces. We are here. This is an Odyssey original podcast. We are here after yet another candidate for worst loss of the season. Um, Warriors lose to the Grizzlies, missing all of their good players except for two. Um, No John Morant, no Marcus Smart, no Desmond Bain. I think Aldama did play, but no Jake LaRavia, no Derrick Rose, um, no Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams. Pretty much the skeleton crew of the Grizzlies, plus Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman, who didn't have good games today, by the way. Just beat the Warriors pretty convincingly. Um, well, in the fourth. In the fourth. In the fourth, yeah, yeah. It was close. It was They were tied or up one going into the fourth quarter or down yeah. one. I felt like we led every quarter except, I think, entering the fourth. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, the six-point lead in the first gave them a cushion. They were leading going into the fourth by one point. But they lost the second quarter, lost the third quarter, and lost the fourth quarter. And lost the fourth quarter by 10. Couldn't score. Uh, Embarrassing is, I guess, one way to describe it. I guess, yeah. Yeah. There's no other. I, I, I think that's a great word. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yes, it's getting to that time, right, where we're counting down the days to the trade deadline because I think it's becoming more and more obvious each day that this team needs to make a trade, no matter what that trade is. Um, I have my, I guess, opinion on what the order of who should be traded should be, but it really doesn't matter at this point. Like, somebody got to go. They got to bring something in here, shake it up, prepare for next year, prepare for a run for the rest of the season. But the way it is right now cannot continue because it's been too many games like this. Yeah. Um, yeah he, he, he did, but we also – they had a lot of help from the refs. It'd be different if the whistle was getting blown both ways. That's true. If we're, what, under 10 free yeah. throw attempts to their 40 or something? That's – it, yeah, that's it was, huge. It was ten total free throw attempts from the Warriors to forty attempts from the um, Grizzlies, and 
they shot way more threes. They got, I mean, yeah. like 40, 40 free throw attempts is is insane. Um, I guess, I mean, we could talk about the reps. Obviously, that's no matter how you're playing, a 30-point free throw difference is clearly showing an indication of reps being partial to one side or impartial. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. You don't lose to this Grizzlies team under any circumstance, but they did, and that's how they did it. The Grizzlies yeah. hit 10 more threes. Um, the the sharp shooting of Vince Williams Jr., <laughs> um, David Roddy, Gigi Jackson, and Jacob Gilliard. I think three of these guys are rookies. David Roddy was a rookie, I, I want to say, two seasons ago, maybe one. Um, these guys are like G League in and out type of dudes. Like yep. David Roddy, I think, is in their rotation. But other than, that, other than him, these other guys are fringe NBA players, and they hit 13 threes on us. Um, some of that is tip your cap because we don't know who you are right and you don't you you aren't this good so we're going to allow you to shoot semi-open and they just hit them so it is a little little bit of bad luck sprinkled in there yeah there's still just no words i i'm i'm trying to figure out like how did this happen why Mm. is this happening just the game was still just too close for comfort anyway throughout, but you still thought, all right, we should still pull away at some point, you know, just uh, Mm -hmm. kind of riding guys a little bit too long in certain spots. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, uh, gosh, I really thought we were going to win this one. I really did. Yeah, I thought they were going to turn it on at some point and just kind of do what the Bucks did to us the other night. Where it's like, yeah, y'all are putting up a good fight, but we're just we just have the better players, and it never happened because unlike the Bucks, we just did not play hard enough when it was time to win, or right. smart enough when it was time to win. The Bucks just got whatever they wanted yeah. after that game. Didn't turn it over, got good shots, but the Warriors did the opposite, right? Turned it over a bunch of times um just 19 19 turnovers stuff. yeah just weird yeah. stuff people trying passes that aren't there um stuff just dribbling out of bounds for no reason um just just weird stuff like that so I, I mean it was just a weird night but this is an absolutely unacceptable loss yeah 19 19 turnovers we were down by 10 with four minutes to go i felt like hey we still have enough time to get back into it. We that's that's enough time. Let's get some stops. Let's get some, you know, good looks and everything and then, you know, folks getting blocked at the rim and it's like, come on. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to know this going mm-hmm. in there. Um Clay not in the game uncharacteristically in the fourth to start like so I don't know what was going on with that and so by the time he comes back in He's cold. He's got yeah. nothing. Yeah, I think he was cold for the majority of the game. Like, he only took 10 shots. When does that ever happen, right? Like, right? I just don't think, for some reason, with the with Draymond coming back, I just, I don't know what was the switch offensively, but they just stopped going to Clay. Yeah, they like, did not. He was open a lot of times, and they. Mm-hmm. And they passed like, him. They passing the ball in these situations where he didn't really have an advantage anyway, so he got to throw up a shot. Right. And I don't know. I mean, like, over the last, I don't know how many games, 10, 11, 12 games, 
he's been they've been using him a lot more on the ball, making decisions, running pick and roll with Trace and doing all this stuff. And it's been generating good results. Yeah. And today he just didn't have a lot of touches, period, Um, which is weird. It ended up resulting in him being a minus 20, even though a lot of the time he wasn't even directly involved in the outcome. Right. (laughs) In in anything. (laughs) This is kind of shows you how weird um, plus minus can be sometimes. And it was a. He was on the court for a lot of these runs where these guys who are no names are hitting these crazy shots and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he he had a couple of, you know, missteps on defense or whatever, leaving them, like giving them too much space and not Mm -hmm. tracking Kennard. But that's still not uh, the reason for this loss. Like he, to me, it looked like they iced him out for a good portion of, of the game, which, was rather strange very strange considering they couldn't generate offense <laughs> and they have no absolutely no chance of generating offense if if Steph by himself like, yeah it's not and clearly happen. he was being guarded and you know held everything not gonna get a whistle what he went to the line once one time to take the technical free throw mm-hmm you yeah. got dudes jumping on his back. No call. No. Uh, just okay. I guess you can do this. Mm-hmm. Had that been someone else jumping on somebody else's back, I think a whistle would have been blown. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The, the the player who led the dubs in free throw attempts tonight was Dario, and Dario gets mauled every time he goes to the to the rack. Yeah. So they got to call some of those, but um, yeah, just very weird officiating tonight um can't really explain Steph had four fouls as well so yeah like the Warriors fouled 25 times the Grizzlies fouled 12 times the Grizzlies were <laughs> by far the more aggressive team on the ball like sending multiple bodies swiping at the ball jumping at the rim no calls all clean mm-hmm. um which is which is cool but I mean I think this is like one of those losses that we've seen already this season where the other team just plays way harder than the Warriors. And these are guys who are fighting for the NBA career on the Grizzlies. That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, they're going to play extremely hard regardless. But the Warriors still need to bring a baseline amount of effort and awareness together to be able to beat these teams easily. And they just don't do it. Yeah, it's you know, it's not a collective, like, Everybody join in. It's mm-hmm. two uh, two people will do it here, maybe one during this time. It's not, we all need to be bringing it. Mm-hmm. And didn't we have more points in the paint as well? Oh, yeah, crushed them, I'm sure. Hmm. Let me double check that. Um, I mean, that was a part of the Grizzlies game plan to funnel guys inside, try to limit yeah. Steph and Clay, top lock them on the screens and stuff like that. But, yeah, the Warriors had 42 more points in the paint. The Grizzlies... Shot and made 23s, which I'm sure is a record for them this season. So then it's like, so how is that disparity in the free throw shooting when you know, <laughs> right? But okay, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, the Warriors took what is this 59 two point attempts, and the Grizzlies took 32. Now, a bunch of the, or their attempts aren't counted because they're free throws, but. I would assume yeah. the Warriors still shot more two-point attempts. 
<laughs> so, you know. <laughs> perfect defense from the great, great, perfect defense. Uh, but yeah, still un- like like we keep saying, yeah, like, like even with all of that, we still should have been able to put this team away. Oh yeah, oh yeah, pretty easily, I think. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. Gigi Jackson changed the game for them. Nineteen years old, had twenty three points off the bench, hit five threes. Also, career odds, <laughs> I'm sure by far. Uh, Gilliard, three threes, 11 points. Uh, look, um, like two steals, I think. Yeah, like strip steals, mm-hmm. just getting in there. And I've been seeing a lot on the timeline, like people saying a trade isn't fixing this team. So so what's going to fix the team then? Right. <laughs> it- so what other, what other options do we have? Um. Pack up our stuff and go home and just forget yeah. the season. Yeah. Like, no, like, that take doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And also, I disagree with it, right? I'm not going to say this team is a championship team if they make a trade, but if you bring in a very good player, I'm not going to say Siakam um, alone, but if you bring in a very good player, and I think just in general, that's going to help everybody else one is going to bring something new so you're going to be able to add in more things like depending on who that player is i'd hope it's somebody who can generate offense on their own that in itself is a major boost for this team because they don't have anybody other than steph and when they decide to use clay in that way to generate offense um that in itself just takes a lot of pressure off these other guys who aren't that good of offensive players to just focus on the little things and keep the defense honest on the other end. Like mm-hmm. now you've got to pay attention to three, not just this one or just this one, and nobody yeah. else could do anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We even saw it with Chris Paul, like as, as flawed as Chris Paul is at this point, he was still a player that teams kind of respected in a certain way. And their offense flowed better when he was on the court with them. Like I'm sure that. The numbers support Steph and CP3 and Clay together. The the offensive rating was kind of really, really, really high. So the defense might have been lacking, but the offense went well. Now imagine if you put a guy who can who can generate some offense and play defense. Yeah. I'd yeah. imagine that fixes a lot of issues <laughs> with this team. Um, it's just common sense. I think they definitely need a trade. Um, they need multiple trades, probably. I would say at least two. Hmm. whether or not you do both in season is, you know, who knows what's on the table, who knows what deals that'll be there. But I do think they need at least two trades, one to bring in some type of star level player, whoever is sent out in that deal. So be it. (laughs) I would prefer that it's not one of Steph, Clay or Draymond because you want to add a star to those three, not replace them with another star. Cause now you still only got three good players, but Right. Um, you need that, and then you need, at this point, to 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 switch Wiggins out. I'm sorry, <laughs> I know we talked about this already, but it's a fact. <laughs> like he didn't have a terrible game today, but no, he didn't. He's not bringing. He's just not bringing what he needs to bring at his price tag. I just I just don't think it's there anymore. And um, yeah, I think those are the two moves you need to make. Yeah, but um. Nat was mentioning how 
with the contract that uh, Wiggins has. He probably goes at the end of the season for what he has, opposed to Chris is a more mid-season. You, you just get off of him, package him up with someone, and keep it moving. So, sure, I mean, sure. again, but at at this point, it's just like Dunleavy, let's see what you got cooking because mm-hmm. there something definitely needs to change because this is like, again, this game just <laughs> what's happening. What's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know. And then, yeah. and, and it just gets stuck. Like Dario too much dribbling, too much dribbling, but it, it it's just like, I, I don't know why sometimes I just want them to think like, why isn't anyone cutting? You see right. that it's something is stalled. That means somebody needs to start moving. Somebody mm-hmm. do something. But you'll they just see, you'll see a lot of times the ball stall, and then yeah. like it'll either be just Steph or Clay running around. Like they they'll run or they'll run to the ball or something like that, <laughs> and then people will start moving. But everybody else just sits and watches. And, and I don't get that. It's like how long have you been on this team? Right. How long have you been playing basketball? <laughs> this. Yeah. I don't get it. It's a, it's a very good indication that they just need another high caliber player to take the ball and make plays with the ball. So everybody else don't even got to be put in those situations. I'm tired of seeing the ball end up in somebody's hands, whether it's Dario or pods. And these are good players, but the, the ball end up in their hands at the end of the shot clock. And they got to try to create something. ISO. like, that's just yeah. not their game. It's mm-hmm. not going to end well. Most of the time, it's not going to end well. Like, if I got to see pods try to shoot, try to do an up and under floater at the end of the shot clock because they can't generate anything else. Or a hook shot it, that's not going in. Right. He's just not ready for that. Maybe a year from now where his body matures a little bit more, his touch gets there, he gets more comfortable, then maybe he can go to some bailout offense. But right now, he's just not that level of offensive player yet. No. And so putting him in that position is um, it's going to make him better in the long run, but it's hurting the team. And it's making him look bad. Yeah. I didn't think he had a really good game tonight. I was kind of like, oh, get him out. Like, he's. He did. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's he's still a rookie. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, like, he's going to be up and down. And that's why he probably shouldn't be put in a position with so much pressure and so much uh, responsibility. But they have no other option. Right. Yeah. Chris is hurt. Corey Joseph sucks. Um, he does. But I think we could have went back to Lester, though. I really think we could have. Lester needs to play more, I think. And it's just like, normally, yeah, Moody would have been in there. Who would have, I think, provided a great deal. Mm-hmm. But go to Lester. Pods is struggling. Like, do that. And it's Lester's like, hello, Memphis. Mm-hmm. He would right. just go there. Like, come on. Passion. Drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. He came in, played, made a good defensive play. Yep. All of that. That was it. And I think he probably <laughs> would have played more if the if the game went with the way it was supposed to go. But you might just need him to help you win. Like forget giving him garbage minutes or forget giving him low leverage minutes. Just play him. Like yeah. Or you need offense. So because Corey play. wasn't doing it and Pods wasn't hitting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think we keep coming back to trades, but I think a trade even helps Steve. Steve's been bad this season. He straight, has. Up, straight up bad. Like, um Yeah, just and and I and I look at it and I'm like, okay, two things can be true, right? He's been bad, but also you look at this roster and how many people have been in and out of the lineup, how many times he's had to change the starting lineup because guys are playing bad. It's just hard to get a rhythm when you don't have a consistent starting five. You don't have a consistent right. closing five. You don't have any type of consistent rotation because guys, like we said last uh, two pods ago, they'll play good for the first half of the game and then they'll be terrible for the second half of the game. Like no one can consistently play good from start to finish. <laughs> right. So it's like, what do we go to right now? The moments where a guy is playing well and you sit him or don't put him back in the game with Kaminga like multiple times, that's just obviously bad coaching decision. Yeah, right there. But you can see how confusing it can be at times when you just don't have any consistency, both with people available to play and how people are playing within the same game. So, right. I well, think. You, go ahead. If you make a trade and you have a more consolidated roster, you have a more streamlined roster. These are my five guys. Like whether they're playing well or not, these are the guys who I expect to, you know, take us home. These are the star players. They they got to perform. And we're gonna ride or die with them. It makes it easier to make um, rotation decisions and all that type of stuff. And if you have more talent on the roster, it makes it easier to sit certain guys because you don't feel as reliant on 
someone's ball handling ability. You don't feel as reliant on someone else's shooting or something because you know you got talent to make up for that if that person isn't playing well. So that's another reason I think they need to make a trade, and it would obviously help this team out. You can't just sit. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, uh, Kerr just hasn't adjusted well, just knowing, okay, right. I don't know who I'm going to go with. Cause I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the second half. First half, I think I've got it, but now people are doing stupid stuff. So in the second half you think, all right, then I'll go with them. They seem to have done some good things. Let's see what we've got. And then they start crap in the bed. And then it's just like, okay, you go in. Now you go in. Okay, yeah. I think this might work. But now you're screwing up when I thought that you had something good going. But now you don't. So it's just mm-hmm. everything all at once. Like, Literally. <laughs> it's just like. Literally. That's why uh, I'm a little bit more hesitant to assign like a large, large deal of blame to the legacy guys. And by legacy guys, I mean, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Steve, like they all deserve their individual blame to certain, to a certain extent, right? Steve, like we said, has not been good this season. Steph has been up and down. He's tired, but at the end of the day, you're the best player. You have to perform a certain way. And, you know, five turnovers, like not taking care of the ball, not playing great on defense really at all this season that type of stuff, like you need to be better there. But Clay, obviously, up and down with shot making, um, shot selection, and, and all the stuff that Clay's, you know, has dealt with all season. Draymond just not being there for twenty plus right. games this season. Obviously, all bad things. But when you look at the rest of the roster, and you see guys like we said can't play well for a full game, stall the offense, don't know how to move don't know like the concepts and like how to really make it like sharp, sharp, sharp. It's like, to me, address that first. And then we can address the legacy guys. Then we can talk about all the stuff that's going on here. Now, Draymond's suspension stuff aside, that's just unacceptable on any level. But on the basketball court, we could talk about how washed they are or all of that. Like after we get some stuff in, after we get some players in here that makes sense for this timeline, that makes sense for trying to win a championship then we could talk about that stuff. And that doesn't mean trade the young guys at all. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like something needs to be shaken up because the roster outside of them basketball wise is just not it. We could talk about the off the court stuff, whether or not Clay's attitude and Draymond's inability to stay on the court is, is problematic behind the scenes and Steve and all that stuff. But on the basketball court, it just makes the most sense to continue to support those three with players that make sense next to them. Like, yeah. At one point, Andrew made a lot of sense next to them. At this point, he don't really make a lot of sense. Same thing with Loon. Right. right. right? Loon don't got to get traded, but like you need players that make sense. Dario makes sense next to them. Even though he has his flaws, he does. Yeah. Right now, JK does. He's but if you can bring it. somebody in there that is talented in their prime, plays hard, can help them, can do, can amplify can them. Elevate it. Yeah. Exactly. Can elevate them, can cover up for some of their weaknesses then it makes a lot more sense to me. But right now they just don't have that and they don't have it consistently. At least they might have it every other game. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know who, who that ultimately will end up being mm-hmm. at the deadline, but clearly they seem to be active and 
it's just kind of a wait and see type of game. So in the meantime and in between time, we've got to still just get back to on the good foot. Like we have to start winning. Like there's Mm -hmm. just what now we're like four games under 500. Like things seem to be slipping, slipping. And and we can't, we can't have that. (laughs) Right. And this is where it falls on the legacy guys to man up. You don't got the roster potentially that you want right now. Guys aren't playing well, but at the end of the day, if you guys want to make anything out of this season and start hooping out there, like you can't have a bad game for the next two weeks, Steph. You can't have a bad game for the next two weeks, Clay, Draymond, Kerr. You can't make all these coaching mistakes. No. You got to kind of like maybe speak up and just be like, listen, for this game, we know who their personnel is. This is who we need to start. This is who's going to come in for relief. Like, mm-hmm. we're doing that. But, like, maybe start speaking up and saying, this is who it is. Like, this is who I feel like I can really, you know, get going with mm-hmm. when we start the game or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they have said that. We we saw JK closing again. So, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, but still, it we just things just weren't happening like they needed to so mm-hmm. so they gotta they gotta be they gotta turn back the clock for a little bit similar and i hate to make this comparison but similar to what lebron did and ad did before the trade deadline last season right ad was out lebron <laughs> lebron kind of kept them afloat and then lebron was out ad kept them afloat they got to the trade deadline with a decent enough record that once they made the trade they can kind of take off and rewrite their season. So it's, it's on those guys, Steph, Clay, Dre, Kerr, to do that. Just keep them afloat, right? Yeah. Don't don't tank. Don't fall too much, you know? They've right. lost four to last five. You're going to have to go on a four, four out of five win type of streak at, at some point and hover near 500. So once you get to that trade deadline and you potentially make some type of trades that can help this team, then you're in a much better position. You're not too deep of a hole. That you right. can't get out of it. Um, right. And yeah. who do we have next? Don't say Dallas. It's the Laurie Marketing Bowl next. The Utah Jazz. The That's flaming right. hot Utah right. Jazz. Right. The flaming hot Utah Jazz. You are not wrong about that. <laughs> who but, have won but again, the last 16 games. But, but again, this was Draymond's first game back. What we saw, we saw the spark. We saw how things started really churning, you know, and getting things together. So now he's got the one game under his belt. We're going to Utah. Yeah, that um, altitude is also another thing to deal with because it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, hey, I think we play well in Utah, right? (laughs) Let's hope. Uh... (laughs) I think last year they were in Utah and they uh, lost. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that for seconds. <laughs> that was one of uh, our left. Uh, um, yeah. But that was with uh, was it without it Belize, Beasley was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that would be a good win if they beat them because Utah's, like we said, hooping. They won 14 of the last 16 games. Colin Sexton is looking like an all star. 
now yeah. that he's been put in a certain lineup. So that would be a good win. And then um, we'd then go two for two. Look, we we would have gone two for two on the road there. <laughs> yeah, true. 500 so, on the road. You know, I wasn't There's, hoping I mean, for that, but we'll take it. <laughs> right. Right. You you look at that and you try to go three and one, but two for two is or two and two is, is not bad. Then you got a home stretch there for about five games where you play Dallas, Atlanta. The mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray Bowl, um, Sacramento, Los Angeles, and then Philadelphia. So that's not yep. easy. It is not. It is not. not easy. Uh, nope. Dallas, I mean, got four good teams. Or well, Lakers aren't good, but when they play but, the Warriors, I bet they play the best basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Atlanta. They're going to play the best basketball against the Warriors. So, And, and um, that back-to-back with the Kings. So it's like mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tough stretch. Tough stretch. And then that that last, I mean, then you go back on the road for that week of like leading up to the trade deadline. It's like all road games leading up to that. So you see the Atlanta twice over that stretch. But they like we just said, they gotta they gotta stay afloat. They do. The um, I'm gonna ask you, what do you think, you know, their starting five should be? And do you think it should be fluid or should it be like stable? Let's just ride it with this. Uh, um, I I would like it to be stable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I can understand it being fluid at times, depending on who you're going to be matched up with, because Looney would play in theory, Jokic much better than if you started TJD there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just to give you a nice, good footing or whatever. But overall, I think we probably just need to lock down. This is who we're starting with. And we can always pull whoever is the weakest link at that time as quickly as possible. Like, but let's get set. This is going to be our starting five. Boom. And we keep it moving. So if that's going to be Draymond, JK, Wiggs, Clay, Stefan, that's who it's going to be. Because it's clear right now that Wiggins seems to bring a, a different kind of energy, even though when he was coming off the bench at some point, he did start picking it up. And it was just like, oh, maybe coming off the bench really did kind of like help him or whatever. But then when we inserted him back into the starting lineup, Yeah, one game, not so hot. But I thought in this game, he started out well. So I think maybe playing next to 
Curry and Clay, and then now having Draymond back, I think that that could work mm-hmm. to kind of just hey, let's let's get it going now because we've got two athletes out there plus Draymond pushing that pace. And it's just like, you guys go run, go, go, like make something happen. So I I think we could start there. I I mean, I don't mind starting Dario, but I'm going to need him to stop, stop thinking Chris is out there with him. He's not. Okay. Mm. So like get, get to your spots, Dario, you, yes, you can pass and everything, but I felt like he was just kind of like holding on to the ball, just a little, a little too much, a little too much. And maybe that's because folks were bottling up Curry that he really couldn't break free enough to kind of just like get the ball from Dario quick enough. But, mm-hmm. you know, but that was just started or whatever. So, but, but that's my, my thought on that. So, but okay. you, what what are you, what's your vision? <laughs> yeah, I would, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on keeping it stable. I personally would probably start Dario instead of Andrew only Ooh, because okay. only because um offense. <laughs> offense, yeah. I mean, I think I think Dario makes more sense as a spacer. He makes more sense as a ball mover, even though sometimes the ball does stick with him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think in that particular lineup, if you have Steph, Clay, JK, and Wiggins, like Clay, JK, and Wiggins are all shooting the ball. Right. None of them are yeah. like thinking, let me move the ball. Um, sure. the num- and the numbers don't support that. The numbers support all of them shoot about the same amount. Like, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> different minutes. Like, they just all put, <laughs> yeah, when they catch it, they they putting it up. So mm-hmm. you need somebody that's going to be more willing to move the ball. Um, I think a little bit more size on the inside to start the game may help just getting some rebounds early. And then okay. you, you're missing Moses and you're missing Gary. So it's probably best to still have a wing on the bench. That's true. I forgot about that. I would put Andrew on the bench. And then, I mean, Andrew just hasn't been playing well. So it's just like he doesn't. No, he hasn't. It's like he's he's up and down. But it's just like. I get what you mean. He did start with a little more juice next to them. Yeah. So it was just like he's flying in for boards. Like, oh, okay. All right. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes he gets lost and we're like, what's happening? Where are you, dude? Where are you? Right. Um, yeah, but no, I'm I'm totally with that. Like I can I, I see that plus us being down a few dudes, <laughs> then yeah. yeah, so it does kind of like all right, Dario in here, yeah, he's gonna space it, he's gonna pass, mm-hmm. you know, and he is smart out there, so like sure. he he knows, yeah, he's been kind of you know whack with some of the passes, like, dude, why are you forcing that in there? Like, eh, it's not really there yet, but yeah. um, he he still has the brain power to <laughs> to mm-hmm. make the right play. Let me say that. So, yeah, yeah. Now, so you, so you think that happens though? Up until no. oh. I don't think that happens now. I don't think they'll start Dario um, again. Well, I don't think they won't start Andrew. What was the starting lineup from today again? It wasn't it Looney. It was Looney and and Dario. and Dario. Yeah, they didn't start Draymond. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Draymond's coming back to the starting lineup soon. Yeah. So somebody's coming out. Maybe it's Looney and not Dario, but. Knowing Steve, it might be they might just go right back to that. 
No, you know what? Classic starting lineup. But but Steve's been very vocal about the starting five, saying that look, they just haven't been good. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that he's going to be that quick to kind of go back to that. True. I hope not. With Draymond being back, I think he might kind of Nick say on the. And I mean, if you if you look at that that previous lineup. And you just swap. I mean, my lineup would be swapping Wiggins and Looney out for J.K. and Dario. Right. Is is still kind of like the similar style, right? But Dario is just more dynamic offensively than Looney. He'll be in the same positions for the most part, except he'll be on a three point line a lot more. And um, J.K. will be in the same position as Wiggins, except he's just way more aggressive going to the rim. Right. Right. So they could be the juice that they need offensively to get off to a good start. We'll see defensively if JK's uh like awareness, attentiveness is where it needs to be. We'll see if Dario yes. is able to move his feet as much as he needs to. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think but the, but but again, that comes down to certain matchups too. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, oh, this ain't a good one for Dario. Like he is getting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so but but that's where the pull comes quicker. You know, right. it's like, hey, totally start. Always you can start, no problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, the hook will probably be quicker to kind of be like, all right, we, we can't keep that leads ballooning now, and we're going to take this time out and switch some things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, when they play Utah, the Utah starts a front line of Markinen and John Collins, very very dynamic offensively with those two guys, pretty athletic. So we'll yep. see if it's if it's Dario starting <laughs> and how he looks against either one of Markinen or, or Collins. Or, or Collins, right? It's a pretty tough cover for him. I mean, Collins may just be spotting up for three, which would be fine, but Collins will put it on your head in a second. So, Yeah. Well, you know, Dario might get a block. Who's to say? Right. <laughs> His defensive numbers aren't that bad. It's just if you watch the games, you can tell he's not the best defender. But right. the percentage is – work out in his favor somewhat so hopefully it'll be on our side if he does start um we have anything else uh no i am uh looking forward to this game in utah and hope that we can i don't know i mean are they gonna watch the film of this game i mean they they don't know half of the players that were out there uh cooking them so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, huh. maybe they don't. Maybe it's just a discussion. Now that Draymond's back, he's going to be talking a bit more just to be like, hey, that happened. We got to go in. We've got to be able to close a lot better than what we did tonight. And there's no reason we should have got smoked by that team missing all of those players you know, but look, it happens. We got to throw it away and we got to stay focused on the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that next game is the Utah Jazz, who are currently playing the Pacers. And Lloyd Marketing has 11 points in the first six minutes of the game. So oh, fantastic. You might get 50 points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Um, follow us on all of our socials, Instagram X at Golden Spaces Pod. Continue to support us by listening to us on whatever podcast feed you're listening to us to. 
um, YouTube, 95.7 The Game. Check out our pretty faces. There we go. Um, <laughs> and yeah, continue to support. Leave good reviews. Make sure we're, you know, chopping it up in the comments. We love the discourse, like we say all the time. And we appreciate you. Yes. Peace. Let's see if we get the... There we go, confetti. <laughs> There's nothing to celebrate right now. Not yet, not yet, but we can't wait. <laughs> the holidays, MLK Day. Yeah, look. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>